Hello everyone, welcome back to Holding Fast to Faith in this second episode in the year 2023. Hello, I'm your host, Brett Hill, and I want to welcome you in. And uh, real quick, I want to just bring some notice to all the new countries that Holding Fast to Faith is being listened to around the world. We are we're now not only in the United States, we, we've got about uh, 40 states in the United States that's tuning in to us on a regular basis, but we also are heard in Ireland, Germany the Philippines, Kenya, Afghanistan, Myanmar, Indonesia, Thailand, Australia, the Ukraine, South Africa, Vietnam, Pakistan, Solomon Island, Iraq, Madagascar, Sri Lanka, Egypt, Turkey, Cambodia, the United Kingdom, Canada, Mexico, France, Haiti, India, Peru, Palestine, Angola, or Angola, excuse me, Malaysia, Papua New Guinea, the Democrat Republic of Timor-Leste, uh, Bangladesh, Romania, Singapore, Colombia, Botswana, Mozambique, Malta, Israel, Nicaragua, Fiji, Samoa, Suriname, Malawi, Bulgaria, Zimbabwe, Zambia, uh, Brazil, Dominican Republic, Saudi Arabia, Belgium, Netherlands, Japan, Russia, Guatemala, Spain, Switzerland, Belize, Ghana, New Zealand, Ethiopia, Poland, Greece, Albania, and Mauritius, Mauritius, I believe that's what it is, a little island off the east coast of Madagascar. Uh, listen, we're being heard in so many countries around the world. The gospel is being preached in many places. I know we're reaching, trying to reach out to a lot more countries, but listen, that is just a wonderful thing to know that many people in these countries are hungry for the word of God, and they're tuning in and listening on a regular basis now, and I want to thank the Lord for you that you are finding a way to hear the gospel and tuning in to holding fast to faith. We appreciate you. We pray for you and thank the Lord for you. And today we got a great message for you today. It's called being real with God so that he can use you. The message is out of Philippians chapter 4, and again, I'm in the King James Version today, and uh, in Philippians chapter 4, if you guys want to run, get your Bible, just pause the podcast, and then get your Bible and come back and tune in with us. Uh, I'm going to start with verse 4, and uh, starting here in Philippians 4, verse 4, the Bible says to rejoice in the Lord always. What a wonderful statement. We could all live by that. We could live a greater life all the time, but he says rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. That tells us right there that we need to make sure that when we're praying, we're always thankful when we're making our requests known to God. We need to have a heart of thanksgiving as we're humbling ourselves in our prayers. Verse 7 goes on to say, and the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So in other words, you may not understand how God's holding your life together through some crisis that you're going through, but the peace of God that you don't even understand how he does it will keep your heart and mind in line through Christ Jesus. 
Finally, brethren, in verse number eight, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. I want to give it a little bit more notice to verse number eight, because he's saying, <clears throat> if you see things that are honest and just and pure and lovely and good report and things that have virtue in them, things that can, can draw praise to the Lord, think about these things. See, church, we are, we are greatly manipulated or own minds by the things that we think about. We are greatly controlled by the things that goes through our heads on a regular basis. And the Bible's telling us right here in the book of Philippians that in order to control the things that are controlling us, in other words, to stop the world, to stop the flesh from controlling you and guiding you in the direction that you don't need to be going on, he gives you a list of things to think about and things that are true. Jesus Christ is the truth. What Whatsoever things are honest. Well, the word of God is honest. Whatsoever things are just. It's it's God's word. It's it's what he sent Christ here for. That's what's just. And whatsoever things are pure, the word of God is pure. It will never drive you in the wrong direction. Whatsoever things are lovely, the love and the grace of Jesus Christ is lovely. Whatsoever things are a good report. Listen, there's not a better report than the fact that Jesus Christ came to this earth, died on that cross in your place and gave his life for you so that you wouldn't have to pay the penalty for your own sins. What a wonderful report. We should choose to believe that report. I want to tell you, if there's anything to be praised, it's Jesus Christ. And he's telling us all those things, if we get our mind off of all this other stuff and focus on the on these things, our life will be a whole lot more peaceful. We will have a whole lot more Jesus Christ and a whole lot more peace and a whole lot better life to live if we can just focus on these things and get away from the things of the world and the troubles of the world and all the stuff that the flesh causes us to be bothered by. Amen. I know somebody out there is getting touched by that today. And I want to share with you today about what it means to be real with God. You know, we can't have God work in our lives to the extent that he wants to work until we decide that we want to get real with him. You say, well, well, preacher, what are you talking about? Well, we, we got to get real with him. You know, a lot of us go into church and we, we wave our hands and, and we shout some things and praise the Lord and stuff like that in the middle of church services. But we've got so much stuff that we live out in our lives when we go back home that, that it seems like we're just putting on a mask. There's a facade going on in the middle of church and we're not really sincere with the Lord. We don't bring our problems to the church and lay them at the altar. We cover our problems up and pretend to be something we're not when we're at church and God needs us to be real with him. Now, I know that many in, in church, uh, many of you that's listening have, have been hurt and you've had pain and you've had anger and even hatred in some things. You Maybe you've been frustrated about the way that things are going on in the world and, and just, a few, just, just a few things there, but there's a lot of chains that need to fall off of people in order for God to work through you like he needs to work for you. But we have to come to an honesty within ourselves first and realize that when, even though we're covering stuff up in 
front of man. We're not covering it up in front of God. God already knows what's going on in our lives, so we might as well bring that stuff to church with us. Let everybody else in the church see it. Let everybody else in the church understand I'm human. I need help. I need to lay this stuff at the feet of the cross and tell God that I need you to take this. I'm not picking it back up again, but many people just won't be up front with God and won't be honest with God, and so they choose to come to church. They choose to pretend. They choose to put their best face out there on Facebook and on the on Twitter and all these public media sites and um they they put all the good stuff about their what what they want you to believe about them out there on on all these uh, social media sites and they do the same thing in church they bring their a game to church they they put on a really good show but they don't want to be honest and say hey look I'm hurting today. Could you join around me today and, and help me pray about this issue I'm going through? See, they're so afraid of people that's coming to church that's going to talk about them, going to point a finger at them and go, hey, look, sister so-and-so over there is doing this. Look at her. I wonder what she was doing this weekend and going to places she shouldn't have been. Or, or maybe brother so-and-so over there was doing things he wasn't supposed to be. People are so critical in the church and and, and uh, want to point fingers at each other. But when they turn, when those fingers are pointed back at them, they tend to fall all apart because, oh no, you you can't point fingers at me. You can't put blame on me. You know, I, I'm too religious. I'm, I, you know, people, we got to learn to stop it. We got to go ahead and be honest with God up front. And many people give up on God because of this one particular passage of scripture. And the reason for this is clear is because we don't know how long it's going to take between uh, listen at these lines here between that one line says, let your request be known unto God. And then that next line, the peace of God that passes under all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ. We tend to not know how long it's going to take. So, so we don't really want to engage in that line. So we give up on God and his way of doing things. And we continue down the path of trying to do things our own way. And then, <clears throat> So in all reality, you could take years of your life trying to get between let your request be known unto God and the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. See, there's a lot of time that goes into too many people get get their self caught up in the, the, the message has got to be jumping up and screaming or it's got to be snot spitting and it's, it's got to be shouting and it's got to be really exciting instead of or uh, instead of just going in and being real with God and saying, I hear you, Lord, I hear your voice. See, in the Bible, God always spoke with a still, small voice. He didn't always speak with a, well, we don't even see where God spoke with a shout. He always spoke in a still, small voice. And if we're not letting the chaos of this world die down, if we're not ignoring the chaos and concentrating and focusing on God, we won't hear what he has to say. But see, so many people give up on God because they don't want to go through the time that it takes to let his peace take place in their life. There's, there's some development that needs to take place. And so you know, when we are dealing with the real struggle, we don't want to follow the next verse for, for certain. And that next verse, uh, verse number eight, the one I gave emphasis on when we started. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true and honest and just and, and pure and lovely and, and of good report and, and have any virtue and anything that deserves any praise, think on these things. Nobody wants to do that when they're hurting. Nobody wants to do that when they're down and out. Nobody wants to do those things when the, when the world's... Uh, 
pressure is falling down on them. So, so they want to continue going along with what the world tells them to do. And what I mean by that is when you're hurting, you want to get off and be a, be reclusive. You, you don't want to talk to anybody. You, you, you know, sometimes when you're angry too, or you're upset with somebody or you're holding resentment, you just want to go off in your own closet and be by yourself. You don't want to be well, you don't want to be with anybody that's going to tell you how to get out of that because you want to be selfish for a while. I, I want to be selfish. I want to hurt for a while. I want to be mad at that person. So I'm going to go off by myself and continue in my pain and agony and resentment. And I'm not going to listen to somebody else that's going to try to pull me out out of it and get me back on track where I need to be. Listen, church, this scripture is there for a reason. It says our mind needs to be redirected. He says that we need to change the way what we're thinking. The Bible tells us to be transformed by what? Not by what the world is doing and following the popularity, but the Bible tells us to be transforming by the renewing of our mind. How do you renew your mind unless you change the things you're thinking about, the things that you focus on? So the things that are true, pure, honest, just, and and lovely, and good report, and of virtue, and things worthy to be praised, God's telling us right here in his word, if you will focus your mind on these things, and keep yourself concentrated on these things, it will cause you to transform your mind and the things of the world will not dominate your life anymore and it will bring you to victory. It will help you be more real with God. You know, we we have to start out being honest and saying, God, I got some problems and and not coming to church and pretending that I'm brother or sister holier than thou. Coming to church with reality saying, I need help. And let the word of God work in you. And it, it makes you, you know, it makes you want to uh, say that nobody's really dealing with real world issues. But in, in fact, the Bible deals with, with real world issues every single page. You know, you, you deal with stuff like that in the world and in every aspect of your life. And, and you, if you get off into the flesh and you get off into what the world wants you to do, they'll send you to a doctor. They'll put you on some medication. They'll, they'll put you on depression pills. They'll send you to psychiatrists and you'll be giving away all your money. The next thing, you're going to be more and more depressed. Why? Because you're spending all your money on the stuff that the world offers to try to fix your life. And pretty soon, you're so you're so broke and you're so financially disgusted and you're falling behind on all your bills because you're following what the world tells you to do and not what God tells you to do. And now because you did what the world told you to do and all those doctors told you to do about your depression, you're even more depressed and you're looking for some way to take your life so you can get out of this world. But listen, the Bible is clear in this one verse and verse number eight says if you will just learn to focus on better things, we, we need to get real with God and say, God, I need some help changing the way I think. And if we could just change the way that we think, I, I want to tell you here in 2023, there's a lot of us out there around the world that have been doing things the same way year after year after year after year, and things just haven't changed. Uh, our life circumstances haven't got any better, and uh, it just seems like everything that we do, uh, it no matter how hard we try, nothing gets any better. Well, I, I want to tell you, 
<clears throat> the Word of God can change things in your life if you, will, if you will let it, if you will apply it, if you will do the things that the Word of God says. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. I will call you my friend if you do what I say. And I repeat that many times at my church and at Bible studies and even here on this podcast, that if you love me, you will keep my commandments. The reason why he keeps telling us those things, the reason why I keep bringing it up is Jesus loves you enough not to be condemning you, not to be punishing you, not to be pointing a finger at you, but he says, keep my commandments and it will keep your life in a peaceful place. If you will do what I say, I will guard you from the things that the world causes terrible struggles in your life with. And one of the things that he's telling you to do right here is to focus on things that are not of this world. He's telling you to focus on things that will keep your mind pure and holy and honest and and lovely and of a good report and focus on praise. Look, if you concentrate trade on things of Christ. The things of this world won't bother you near as bad. They won't be such a big conflict in your life if you'll just stay focused on them. And see, all these things that you've both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. See, that's that's one of the things that uh, the writer here is telling that not only has he uh, given the instructions to to walk out what God tells you to do, but he's living that life in front of them. And that's my next step that I want to tell us, all the believers that's listening, verse number nine is very important for you. Walking out what the scripture tells you to do and letting other people around you see that the scripture is changing you, see that you're living the life that God has told you to live. I know so many people like to go to church, so there's a whole lot of people that attends church services, but there's not a whole lot of people that allows the word of God to change them and bring Christ into their life and cause them to walk a different life. Verse number nine there is saying that there's somebody needs to walk some things out so other people can see the gospel of Jesus Christ working in their lives as a testimony to other people that may not be as strong as you are so that they too can have faith in the word of God and walk some things out in their life because they see it working in yours. Sometimes we need to be the ones to set the example. Sometimes we need to be the very first one in our family, in our community, in our neighborhood, maybe in our tribe. Some of you folks on the other side of the world where where you're listening, maybe you're waiting for somebody to step up and be a leader in your community to show that the word of God really works. Why not let it be you today? Why not be the person that stands up and says, I am going to think on the things that are good, pure, holy, and and of good report and lovely and things that can be praised. I'm going to focus my mind on that. I'm going to let God be changing me. I'm going to let him mold me into what he needs me to be. And I'm going to stand up and be that example. And I'm going to let verse number nine here ring out in my life so that it will show up in other people's lives and they can look at me and see that the word of God works in my life so that they can believe that it would work in their life. And all of a sudden you won't be the only person that's walking out the word of God in your life, in your community, in your neighborhood. There will be 10, 12, 20 other people pretty soon that will be making the example, setting the example of the word of God working in their lives. And and it won't take long that there'll be thousands of people around you because of your dedication 
and your sacrifice to, to read the Word of God and let the Word of God operate in your life just by becoming real and saying, God, I need help and I need you to guide me. I need you to walk me through this. When you make that first step to become real with God and let His Word operate in your life, things start changing, circumstances start changing, and God's reality starts moving in your life. His Word starts doing things. His Word starts changing things. He starts causing favor to move in your behalf. He starts causing His Word to operate on your behalf, and all of a sudden, the little needle on the scale starts tilting in your favor. And God shows some things to other people going on in your life and they go, well, look at this. All of a sudden, this guy's got everything good happening for him. What in the world is going on in their life? And that gives you a chance to give a testimony about the Jesus Christ that is coming to your life that where you finally quit going to church and you started becoming the church, where you finally quit going in and being some religious person and you started having a relationship with Jesus Christ and you started letting his word ring out in your life and overflowing from your life into other people's lives. That's what makes a Christian a real Christian and that's what makes us effective and that's what makes us change our surroundings and make everything around us give in to the heart of a believer that Jesus Christ put inside of you when he moved into your life. So don't settle for just being saved. Don't settle for just inviting Christ into your heart. Become the atmosphere that everybody else needs to live in. Become the one that sets the standard in your community. Become the person that proves to everybody else the Word of God works. Look at my life. Look what I was. Y'all saw me. You saw how I was living. You knew what kind of life I had, but look at me now. Look what Jesus has done for me. Be real with God. Be real with the people people around you and don't play church, but become the actual relationship, become bonded with Jesus Christ, become bonded with his word and let his word work in your life and other people will see the reality check inside of you. Other people will see that it works for you and maybe they're living in poverty, maybe they're hurting, maybe their life is suffering, maybe they're having financial struggles, maybe they just can't seem to find where where the next little piece of hope is going to come from until they look Look at your life and say, wow, they did it. It worked for them. I believe it'll work for me. And you can become a piece of faith for them that nudges them a little bit further toward a life with Jesus Christ. Listen, I want to tell you, God allows us to go through some things in order that we might be able to help others along life's journey by sharing our testimony. And when we share our testimony, other people starts beginning to have some hope. And I know that real people deal with hate. They deal with resentment. They deal with embarrassment, trust issues. They deal with unfaithful, unfaithfulness and uh, being lied to and unfaithful spouses and abandonment. And this list goes on and on and on. Real people deal with real life issues. But just as soon as somebody stands up and gets real with God and decides that they're going to follow the word of God, decides that they're going to focus their mind on what really matters with God alone and, and nothing else, not worrying about what the world has to offer, but I'm going to let the Word of God work for me. And look, make the decision anyway. You already know
know that the way you've been doing things ain't working already, so why not choose God? Why not give him a chance? Why not let Jesus Christ be the one to operate in your life and show you that he can be the difference that you've been looking for for all these years and you can start out the year of 2023 by having some real hope in your life and becoming real with God and saying, I need your help. And he says that everybody that asks shall receive. Everybody that seeks me will find me. When you knock on my door, I'll open it up and I'll bring things into you. In one place, he says, if you'll seek my kingdom first, I'll pour out blessings on you. All the needs that you have, all the things you've been suffering for, all the desires of your heart that your family needs, that your family's been lacking for all these times. He said, all these things I'll I'll give unto you if you'll seek my kingdom first. Seek me out. Do my will. Do the things that I ask you to do and my favor will start pouring in upon you. These are promises from the word of God. These are not suggestions. These are promises. It's an absolute fact for the believer. It's an absolute fact for the person that not only believes in the word of God, but the trust in the word of God, follows the word of God and carries it out in their own lifestyle. Those are the people that sees the favor of God pouring out on them, but it all starts with becoming real with God and saying, I've got a problem. I know I've been coming to church and putting on a mask for years, but now I need to tell you, Lord, I want to be honest with you. I want to be honest with the Christian brethren around me that I got some problems that I need to deal with, and I want you to invade those problems, Jesus Christ, and come in and and just annihilate those problems out of me with your word and with your power. Bless God, I want to tell you, the Word of God works. The Word of God will work if you will work it, and it, it, will, it will move in your life, and it will change circumstances. But you've got to be real with God and ask Him not to just come into your heart, but to come into every situation of your life. you got to give Him everything, church. you got to give Him everything about you. You can't take 90% of your life and hand it to the Lord and say, well, this 10% of this stuff over here that I really like to do, God, I'm going to hold on to that for a while. No, His favor don't come in when 90% surrendered. His favor comes in when 100% is surrendered when you're finally truthful with Him, when you finally become real with him, then his favor can come into you after you start following what he tells you to do. And when he starts leading you down the path of righteousness, according to the way his word directs you, all of a sudden the favor of God starts changing circumstances in your life. And that only happens through devoting yourself to Jesus Christ and not just playing church. And I know there's a big difference. I've seen a big difference in people's lives all around the world. There's people that plays church. They come to church. They put on the good show. They put on the pretty clothes. They bring their Bible. They got their name on the Bible. They read the scripture with the preacher when he reads. They wave their hands and they say amen. They even bow their head and close their eyes when prayer is going on. But when they get out of church Monday morning, Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning, Thursday morning, Friday morning, Saturday morning, their life is not reflective of what was going on in that service Sunday morning. So that tells you that they're not real with God. They're not sincere about what they're doing when they're in the house of God. And that is what's got to change in people's lives. If you want to see God move in your life, move in your home, move in your community and change your country and change the place of the surroundings of where you live, God's got to be real in your heart first. And that's the only place that it's going to be able to start is in you, in your 
your heart and you making a sincere change. So if you're listening to me today and you and this message has touched your life, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I know that I've not been real with you. I, I want to make a new commitment with you this year in the year 2023 that I get real with you, that I start being transparent with you and sharing with you, God, every single issue that I have in my life that I can't handle. Lord, I want to surrender 100% to you. I want you to start pulling stuff out of me, pull things out of my mind and bring it to my remembrance, things that I'm holding on to that maybe I forget about. But Lord, I want you to begin to carve on my life. I want you to break out your pruning shears and trim me, Lord, until there's nothing left but you and make me satisfied with that. Let me be satisfied that I disappear so that I'm less and you're more. Make me satisfied, Lord, that there's nothing left of me, that you leave me in the grave and that you are the one that walks free through me in the name of Jesus Christ. Help me to serve you. Help me to listen to you. Give me a hunger for your word, Lord. Give me a hunger, Lord, put it in my heart, Lord, that, I, that I'm striving towards you every day of my life to seek your word, to read your word, to feed my spirit so that I can be dominant over this flesh, Lord, so that my spirit that's inside of me, your spirit that lives in me can dominate my flesh and keep me on track and focused on the things that you want me to focus on. In the precious name of Jesus Christ, I pray and ask all these things, believing when I pray that you're hearing my prayers and you will carry them out. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you, church. I want to thank you for tuning in today. God bless you, and we will see you next Tuesday.